Are you ready for the end of the world? This is Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirit coming at you live, local, and in your face here on Community Radio, WBX 91.1 FM, Community Radio for Southern Illinois. My name is Tree Song. I'll be your host today. Uh, as you as you may know, if you've been listening, or Danny Jiman is off on another adventure. He's going to be gone for uh, he's out of he's out of the country actually for about a month. He's off in South America doing exciting things. Uh, but he'll he'll tune in when he can by by phone. Uh, he will try to call in in future weeks, but this week it didn't work out. But I'm sure we'll hear more updates from him the next time he's able to phone in. In the meantime, we've got plenty going on here in Southern Illinois to keep us talking. Speaking of Illinois, our first news item for the day actually deals with Illinois. Bill to regulate fracking in Illinois sails through committee. A bill to regulate horizontal hydraulic fracturing in Illinois sailed through a committee Tuesday morning in a unanimous vote on the chance of shame from massive opposition group of activists and residents who packed the hearing. It now heads to the full house. The hearing was highlighted by testimony by Oscar-nominated documentary filmmaker Josh Fox, director of two anti-fracking films. Fox asked committee members how many had visited such oil and gas drilling sites. When none of them raised their hands, he handed out ten copies of his film Gasland and asked them to watch it before passing regulations. Quote, If you do not accept my invitation to come to Pennsylvania and see for yourself, you will have the responsibility of putting these people in harm, he said. Thousands of landowners downstate have sold their rights to drill for oil and for uh, for oil, and for 50 to $350 per acre, plus a cut of the profits. The drilling techniques use pressurized sand, water, and chemicals to crack open layers of rock that trap such fuels hundreds or thousands of feet below the ground. The stampede to unleash such fuels has been compared to the gold rush of the 1840s. At a screening Monday night of his follow-up film, Gasland Part Two. Fox encouraged a packed house at Normal Theater to head to the state capitol to caravans, if necessary, to fight the bill. Quote, unless you go down to Springfield and make yourself matter, you won't matter, Fox said. Now, personally, I think you'll still matter, but you, your voice will not be heard. Because especially, you know, they're down there debating these bills. They, they see who's right in front of them. They don't really see who's way down in southern Illinois, which they actually really haven't been listening to much anyway. I guess some people in the state of Illinois think that Illinois ends right around Springfield and doesn't go any further south. So yeah, there, there's right now as we speak, the, uh, the Illinois State Assembly is considering this legislation. And, and let's see, and here's, there is disagreement among environmental activists. That's one of the things we've been following with this story, is that uh, 
Some activists have pursued the regulating option because they believe that fracking is already coming. Here's a quote. Quote, the gates are already open, said Jennifer Walling, executive director of the Illinois Environmental Council. But anti-fracking activists disagreed, saying that the oil and gas industries would never invest in a state in which they couldn't know when and if regulations would come into play. They also questioned the state's ability to enforce the regulations if passed. So it's it's being debated. It's there is widespread belief that it's going to pass, but it still hasn't passed yet. So there are people there having their voices heard. They're in Springfield right now, at the governor's office, at the legislature. They are contacting their legislators, trying to have voices heard about fracking. And in related news, fracking protests result in more arrests. Three people were arrested at a sit-in outside Governor Quinn's office at the Illinois State Capitol building on Thursday. The sit-in is a protest against fracking legislation that is expected to pass the House soon. Protesters are also seeking to meet with Governor Quinn regarding this issue. The protesters do not represent any specific organization. They're simply citizens of Illinois. The state anti-fracking movement has been asking for a meeting with the governor for over a year. Governor Quinn refuses to meet with representatives of the various anti-fracking groups who are lobbying against a woefully inadequate regulatory bill. The sit-in is expected to continue tomorrow and as long as this legislation is being discussed. Two people were arrested earlier this week, and I've heard there are also additional arrests going on today as we speak. Um, so people are out there having their voices heard. Well, perhaps not by Governor Quinn. He sounds like he doesn't want to hear from, from anyone in Southern Illinois about this issue. He actually was planning a trip down here, uh, I believe yesterday afternoon or yesterday morning. He was planning a trip down here, and he canceled it. I guess he doesn't want to know what Southern Illinoisans have to say about fracking.
right, so related news. What, what if you do want to have your voice heard about fracking? Well, there are a lot of ways you can go about it. Whatever your opinions on the issue, you can contact your representatives. One way to do that is to show up in Springfield. I hear there's a whole group of people sitting there, hanging out, trying to communicate with their representatives who may not be entirely forthcoming, but we'll see them out there and respond accordingly. Uh, you can also call. You can call your state representatives and senators by calling 217-782-2000. Uh, you can also call Governor Quinn at 312-814-2121 or 217-782-0244. You can let them know how you feel about fracking here in southern Illinois and throughout the rest of Illinois. You can also check out don'tfractureillinois.nuts for more updates on this and related stories. All right, now, there's other news going on in the world in addition to the big local news of the day of the fracking. One, one of the reasons why I'm concerned about fracking, there are many reasons, you know, the pollution of the land, the health problems for the people, but one of my concerns, too, is the climate change issue, that it is unleashing additional amounts of greenhouse gas emissions by tapping into new sources of fossil fuels. So here's a kind of related story because it's a story about climate change. This one is called, <clears throat> excuse me, this one is called Screwed by Climate Change, 10 Cities That Will Be Hardest Hit. We get a lot of our stories from grist.org, Grist Magazine, a environmental news source, and they often talk about climate change, but they're especially hot and bothered right now. They're taking an in-depth look at warming of the planets. And they've compiled a list of the U.S. cities that they think will be the hottest as the mercury rises. In some cases, up to their foreheads. So we'll go through these a little bit abbreviated form. One is Phoenix, Arizona. They, you know, Phoenix, I didn't, it, I'm glad they have this list. It didn't occur to me at first, but Phoenix is actually kind of in the middle of a desert. Uh, they put this city in the desert, and they're like, you know what this place could use? Golf courses. It's a town of 4.5 million, and it's been getting hotter by almost a degree a decade since 1961. In 2011, they had 33 days over 110. So air conditioning there is a life and death issue. And air conditioning drains the grid, which in turn burns more CO2, which in turn exacerbates the problem. So Phoenix is high on the list. Another one a little closer to southern Illinois here is Louisville, Kentucky. The only major American city getting hotter faster than Phoenix is Louisville, where the temperature has risen a sweltering 1.67 degrees per decade since 1961. Uh, there's a startling lack of trees, which I've actually noticed in Louisville. Trees shade a mere 10% of the urban center, just a quarter of what experts say the town needs. So as the... The world around it is getting hotter. They're especially getting hotter because they have no trees to shelter them from the increased heat. Another one is Honolulu, Hawaii. As sea levels rise around the globe, a tiny island in the middle of the Pacific might not be the best place to pitch your beach blanket. And because of the oddities of sea level rise, Honolulu could be looking at even more water than other coastal cities. At least climate change models predict fewer typhoons, so that's good for Honolulu, right? Wrong. The ones that hit will be bigger and last longer. And paradise is square in the crosshairs. So some places may get fewer typhoons, but they're actually concerned about Honolulu. Another one is Miami. 
Like everywhere else on the Atlantic seaboard, Miami faces stronger and more frequent hurricanes. But if sea levels rise, according to projections, Miami's aging sewer system will be utterly destroyed, and the city's famous South Beach neighborhood will be underwater. I've actually visited Miami. I, I've, I can visualize South Beach underwater. That's a strange thought. Another one is Barrow, Alaska. The, the Inupiat people have been living in Barrow, one of the, one of the most unforgiving parts of the planet, for 1,500 years. Have you seen the movie 30 Days of Nights? They fought off a whole army of vampires. It, yeah. And it was, it was a pretty cold, dark place. At least it looked like it in the movie. But climate change is a more frightening enemy. The Arctic is much is warming faster than the rest of the planet. So Barrow's ice is receding so quickly that the mythical north, Northwest Passage has dropped from being mythical. It is now real. And their traditional native foods are disappearing because of this. So scientists are thriving because they're all coming there to visit it. But everything else is in chaos. All right, we'll go through a couple more of these quickly. We've got San Diego is on the list. Uh, it's another sea level concern. New York, you may have noticed Superstorm Sandy just had a big effect on New York, and climate models predict larger and more frequent storms pummeling the eastern seaboard. Now, this this one's kind of funny. It isn't a city. It's the entire state of Texas. They counted that as a city for this list. We've talked here before on the stories of the droughts and the wildfires that have been going on. There are also, uh, there are also a lot of other things going on there. It's, let's see, yeah, basically it's, it's heating up. You know, Texas is already has a reputation for being hot, and it's going to get hotter. So there's South Paris, Maine. That's another one of those ones that people might not think about, but uh, it's one of the highest on the list because it's the home of a company that makes flexible flyer sleds and sledding sands. Snow isn't nearly as much fun as it sounds, so the snow is going to disappear there. And finally, Park City, Utah. Visitors to Park City should probably prep for disappointment. Climate models predict the complete loss of Park City's famous snowpack by 2100. Surely a painful notion for a town that once hosted the Winter Olympic events. So yeah, a lot of cities bracing for climate change. Or, I don't know if they are bracing for it or not. It's coming, whether or not they're bracing for it. Uh, but there's, there's your top ten. We will follow the news on that. And hopefully a top ten list like this will get circulated widely so that these cities can start thinking about what they're doing to prepare. Another news, House votes to take Keystone decision out of Obama's hands. Those rambunctious fossil fuel flunkies in the U.S. House of Representatives are added again this week. They passed a bill that would allow Keystone XL to bypass environmental laws and be built without approval from President Obama. But the vote tally showed that support for construction of the pipeline is waning among House Democrats, following years of campaigning by environmentalists. 
The House voted 241 to 175 to do away with an ongoing environmental review for the northwest, or excuse me, the northern leg of the tar sands pipeline project. But they have tried efforts like this before. It's not necessarily going to work, but it's a sort of a taking the temperature of the House of Representatives on the issue. And the Democrat support is waning for Keystone XL, but there's still 241 to 175 of the total House that are trying to do away with the environmental reviews. It's good to know they're out there looking out for our environmental interests. Alright, and I've been yammering about the news for a while, so let's do a couple of quick headlines and then we can get to our happenings and holidays. Climate activists to protest at Obama's group's climate events. You may have heard that he is creating an advocacy group called Organizing for Action that has been calling out Republican climate skeptics in Congress. But climate activists are not impressed. They're planning to protest at these events because of Obama's actions on climate, specifically the Keystone XL pipeline. In other news, there's a solar printer, solar panel printer, that can make 33 feet of solar cells per minute. And this story was really interesting. I wish I could beam the picture to you over the radio waves. Uh, probably couldn't do it in a way that your brain could interpret. But this one is, the future of urban farming is pink. We like talking about urban farming on here. There are some varieties that are really like traditional farming. You just have a garden plots in your yard or on your balcony or such. But there are also forms where they get these huge buildings full of plants. And those will, <clears throat> quite possibly in the future, start being pink. Light is a major problem with vertical farming. When you stack plants on top of each other, the ones at the top shade the ones at the bottom. So the only way to get around it is artificial light, well, or really good lighting and really properly spaced. Uh, there, there are many ways to get around it, but one way is to use artificial light. And they give plants only the wavelengths of light that they need the most, the blue and the red. So they are now trying out these warehouses full of plants that are grown with this, this sort of purplish, pinkish lights that looks really strange and eerie and cool and feeds the plants their, their light needs. So we'll have some more news on that to see if that catches on. All right, let's breeze through some of these holidays. We've got Brother's Day. I'd like to send a shout-out to my brother, Errol. He's been a good brother, and on Brother's Day, maybe I can try to get a hold of him and see how he's doing. It's also Hug Your Cat Day, so if you have a cat, it's time to give your cat a hug. Saturday is National Missing Children's Day, and National Senior Health and Fitness Day, and National Tap Dance Day, so you can, all the seniors out there who are able to can do a little bit of tap dancing. All right, International Jazz Day on Tuesday, so you can stick around for some jazz a little bit later in the afternoon here on WDBX. And, yeah, let's get to some of these happenings. Happenings, we already mentioned this one, but we'll mention it again. The anti-fracking demonstrations and sit-ins, they're going on in the governor's office on the second floor of the Capitol building in Springfield, Illinois. 
We usually only mention sort of local happenings here in the happenings section, but since this has an effect on the local economy, the local environments, the health of local people, I thought we'd mention this. They're up there in Springfield having a sit-in and other demonstrations, and people are invited to join them. All right, so other happenings we have going on. Tonight is a Friday night, and as you may know, on Friday nights they have open mic nights at Guy House Interfaith Center. That's tonight at 7 p.m., 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. Express yourself in a comfortable coffeehouse-style environment. Everyone is invited. Poets, musicians, storytellers, dancers, and more. I go to that from time to time, and it's a good time. All right, some other happenings we have going on. We've got a few entertainment-related happenings that tend to pop up during the summer here in Southern Illinois. A lot of people associated with the university sometimes think, oh, it's summertime, everything has ended, there's nothing going on. But there's all sorts of wonderful things going on here in the summer. One of them is the Brown Bay Concert and Lunch Series. That happens on Wednesdays, including this coming Wednesday, at the Town Square Pavilion in Carbondale. Every Wednesday from noon to 1 p.m. in May, June, and September, local musicians play a free concert in the Town Square. Also going on in the Town Square Pavilion, but on Fridays, we have the Carbondale Community Friday Night Fair. Friday Night Fair features free live music, a food court, farmer's market, information from local organizations, a flea market, regional arts and crafts, and vendors of all kinds. And, uh, yes, that's going on tonight, starting at 6 p.m. and going until 9 p.m. at the Town Square Pavilion on the corner of uh, Illinois and Maine in Carbondale. And their entertainment tonight is going to be provided by Soul Glow. And we've got time for a couple more happenings, so I will go ahead and mention these. The Carbondale Farmer's Market. We've got two coming up on Saturday, but this first one is the one that's been going for 35 years. Happens on Saturday from 8 a.m. to noon at the West Town Mall parking lot in Carbondale. They're celebrating their 35th year with vendors from several surrounding counties. And they have all sorts of goodies there. Fresh foods, they have arts and crafts, they have cheese, they have herbs, plants, flowers, canned goods, baked goods. It's quite a fun stroll there through the West Town Mall parking lot. And that's bright and early, 8 a.m. to noon. Well, for me, that's bright and early on Saturday. Also going on Saturday, on the other side of town and an hour later, is the Carbonale Community Farmer's Market. This is a new farmer's market for the east side of Carbonale. They provide a place for the community to gather, meet the faces of agriculture, and get the tastes of all that Southern Illinois has to offer. They're located at the Carbondale Community High School on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., rain or shine. It's in the staff parking lot there on Walnuts. For more info, you can email Market at gmail.com. And if you're really ambitious, you could get a lot of Farmer's Market goodies by going to the one and then the other in the same morning. And finally, we've got time for one more happening, so we'll go ahead and do this one. This is a book signing for change, coming up this Saturday, tomorrow, at 1 p.m., at the Bookworm, 618 East Walnut in Carbondale. Some sort of crazy local author person named Treesong 
is having his first official book signing for his new novel, Change. <laughs> I'm excited to have this novel out there. There's a lot of Southern Illinois wrapped up in this novel. It does go to other places, too. But there's a town based on Carbondale. Uh, I've let the cat out of the bag. There's a town inspired by Carbondale in this novel. <laughs> surprise, surprise. But if you'd like to see more about it, you can show up at the Bookworm, a local independent bookstore, on tomorrow at 1 p.m., 618 East Walnut. All right, this has once again been an exciting and informative episode of Your Community Sphere. I hope you've enjoyed it at least half as much as I have. And it's a getting to warm up a little bit, warming up to be a nice, beautiful day out here in southern Illinois. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy all the fun things to do over the summer and some of the difficult things like going to fracking protests. But you can have your voices heard at those, so it's a worthwhile opportunity. Whatever you do this week, this weekend, I hope you enjoy, and we will see you here next week on the radio.